Hey listeners, it's Bryn. Just wanted to give you a heads up on this episode. For some reason, when we recorded it, Steven's mic was really super loud and Angie's mic was really, really quiet. We've done what we can to clean it up and make it a decent listening experience, but it's certainly not as good as we usually try to present. That being said, I hope you enjoy it if you do get through it. And our following episode, which we have recorded, is back to normal. So take care, and for better or for worse, here's the episode. From the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Welcome back to another week of Life to Labyrinth. How's everybody doing? So far, so good. Good. How were the holidays? They were actually quite relaxing. I, I enjoyed Christmas this year for kind of the first time in a, in a while. It was nice, and but it was also felt quick, but it usually does. Yeah, I agree with that. It was funny, though, because I had the same feelings you were in, right? Coming from such a big family, this was kind of just a nice, relaxing, quiet Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I find that because of the whole two-job thing, I think, and just financially, I think I got a fairly large Christmas bonus this year, which allowed me to sort of emotionally deal with bills and Christmas a little easier, which took a lot of the, like, I hate Christmas off. My second job was not as hour-heavy as I'm accustomed to the last several years, which was its own thing, but uh, the relaxing part of it meant that it was great. But I think the thing that actually made me feel the best about it was that I have been like basically locked in my house through the entire Christmas season so I wasn't out like driving past keep Christ in Christmas there's a war on Christmas billboards and garbage like that like I feel like I was completely isolated from all of like the Christmas negativity (laughs) that kind of just happens when you go out and you know I wasn't shopping in malls and stuff like that so I just I didn't have to be around other people and all of their like Christmas agenda, which I think just let me be whatever I wanted with it. It's good to hear. I'm glad it went well. (laughs) Isolated in goodness. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to be around other fucking people at Christmas. (laughs) How was you? And you had a good one, Steven? Yeah, it was pretty good, right? Baby's first, so most of the day was just him eating wrapping paper. Yeah, I had a good day. Um, And like I said, honestly, it was, I've never been huge on Christmas. And a big part of that is like, almost for the same reason as yours. It's just, man, it's so emotionally draining dealing with all of the people (laughs) for Christmas, just constantly between being in customer service and then having a like 16, 17 person family. Mm. Christmas is just emotionally draining. And it was nice this year to just be able to hang back and chill with my little family of, you know, three and then do a second Christmas for John. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a lot more relaxing. Even having returned to work early, it was the most relaxing Christmas I've had in easily say 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah. For the first time I kind of just was able to relax and enjoy how kind of slow and quiet it was. That's awesome. And we all made it to 2021. And since we're Canadian, none of us got personally wrapped up in the insurrection happening in the United States right now. Yeah, right. Oh at least as a Canadian, our 2021 has so far been at least all right. <laughs> yeah, there's only been like one Alberta politician that's turned up in like 
social media wearing a MAGA hat at like rallies and stuff. <laughs> and once all of ours made it safely back from Hawaii, then uh, you know, yeah, we got back to the business at hand of barely vaccinating anybody. Our <laughs> parts where you're not supposed to be. Good. Yes. I didn't vote for them. Anyway. <laughs> we, one of these days we'll spin this off into some kind of political podcast and we'll all just wax wise about how left-leaning we are. But for now. Yeah, really. <laughs> now let's talk some music. Let's <laughs> let's talk music. So this week you came in you came in strong with this choice. <laughs> I I threw a giant monkey wrench into our indie rock. <laughs> relaxing music run that we had going at the end of the year oh boy. but i figured why not why not let's do something fun and mix it up because I, I basically have realized that this could be just me trolling you guys <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you know in the, in the in the spirit of weird owl you hated that we'll get a load of this <laughs> yeah so this week or a couple of weeks whatever over the break that we took if you listen to our wrapped episode you know what what's coming we listened to cupcake's album and i believe it's pronounced four eyes and it's like nothing we've listened to before we both wrote four eyes yes yeah 100 you are uh, <laughs> not figure out what album you were talking about <laughs> i almost texted right away too it was like hey is this right but then i was like nah i don't want to be the only one <laughs> i probably could have just said the one with duck duck goose on it yeah really. <laughs> oh yeah once i saw that like, i went through the track list i knew that was the one you made <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i thought this would be fun this is not the kind of music i listen to normally hard lady aggressive rapping um i think everyone that's up that got upset about the blatant sexuality of wap has never heard cupcake because I, cardi b's kind of coming in second here a hundred percent i'm dying to know how you came across this like i know this is not in your like oh i have such a nirvana connoisseur and cupcake like, yes uh <laughs> yes uh, lo-fi trap beats grunge music relaxtronica and you know i just what's life without whimsy i'll just listen to some cupcake as well <laughs> this came to me via renee a number of years ago probably like three four years ago now she texted me or, or something she was like have you heard this song duck duck goose it probably was in 2018 when it came out and she's like have you heard this song duck duck goose by cupcake and i was like of course not and she just like just listen to it and i did and i was just like this is so funny and then and then like i actually i asked her today where she came about it and she said that it probably popped up in like a spotify or a, she was probably listening to google music at the time like suggested playlist because i think in the years after we broke up she started listening to a lot of rap music okay like you know everybody handles a marriage breaking down a different way she decided musically to go from what she had been listening to which was largely like canadian folk to <laughs> a lot of nico case she went from that to like you know angry rap music which is fair enough so and at that point i just started using duck duck goose as like have you like i just did that to all of my friends have you heard this crazy song i worked with this um this woman when i was at uh, mark's 
this woman, Nahida, who was a really good friend of mine at the time, and she listened to a lot of what I thought was this kind of music. And I was like, you heard this song? Um, she and I were like text message buddies at the time. And I said, uh, have you listened to this song? And she's like, no. I'm like, listen to it. Let me know what you think. And then she just stopped answering my text messages. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I had to wait till I worked with her again to be like, are we still friends? <laughs> I love that story so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, and so I just, it, for me, it became like every time it just like, you know, when I worked with some of like our former coworkers, like I, I introduced even to Duck Duck Goose the same way. I'm like, you heard this song. We had this coworker for a while, Kobe, who is, how old was Kobe? Like 20? Oh yeah. I think he was 20. I think he turned 20 right before he left. Yeah. So he was sort of this young, big black guy who was from Cape Breton and thought, you know, and thought he was real hard and everything. Like he used to listen to like crazy rap that we shouldn't have been listening to at work. And I was like, he heard this song and I played it for him, and he was just like, "Yo, what, what the fuck did you just make me listen to?" <laughs> Which, anyway, so that's that's how I know Cupcake. That's why she has stayed kind of in my sort of front of mind is because it's very much like you know I keep her kind of on deck in the event that I'm in a situation where it's like you heard this song and you you know you try and like one up each other with like crazy songs I don't know how you could ever one up this I think this <laughs> <laughs> I actually might be able to one up it oh my god we'll leave that for later <laughs> Pl plenty of 2021 left um so yeah that's that's my cupcake story that is how almost 40 year old white me yeah who definitely doesn't listen to this kind of music as as a rule or even as a habit, came about finding Cupcake, who is, I, I guess it vulgar is the word, but it's just, I genuinely can't figure out if she, there's some of her songs where I think she's obviously being very honest, but something like Duck Duck Goose or um, Spoiled Milk Titties. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I, I made the decision before we recorded that I was going to say all the names of this, these songs <laughs> as white as I possibly could. I mean, how could we not? I mean, you know. So you know, on this the song "Spoiled Milk Titties," just totally Paul Anka it. I don't know if they're supposed to be sort of like. I'm not sure if it, I don't know if it's supposed to be like empowering or if it's like this. This is sort of like her trying to be funny. I came to the conclusion that she is just angry Lizzo. I mean, there was, I, I don't disagree with that as much as I also don't really agree with it, but I will say the whole time listening to this album, that's, I couldn't not think of Lizzo the whole time. <laughs> I, I kind of was wondering, Stephen, if when I suggested that, if you were going to be like, I'm so angry that I have to agree. <laughs> I've never been so enraged about something that I agree with so strongly. No, more just like a profound disappointment in reality, I think. <laughs> in that, I think in some way it had occurred to me, but I had dismissed it. And then the minute you said it, it just became a hard, like cold hard truth. I was like, fuck, that's so right. And it's so on point. Part in the first song where she sounds very Lizzo, and then by song two, I kind of forgot about it. But the weird thing was that when throughout the week when I was listening to it, what would get stuck in my head were Lizzo songs that I was not listening to. Right. So it's like I couldn't soak this up. So I'd be like, you. <laughs> <laughs> 
When in reality, your mind was just trying to not go cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon, cinnamon oh toast crunch. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the album back, the back and forth of it. Like two minutes and cartoons, the first two songs seem very sort of serious. And cartoons especially, it's again, it's weird for me to talk this way. I genuinely don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But her flow in cartoons, I really, really liked. Like, I found like some of her her rhymes seem kind of clunky in some of the more like vulgar songs. But then something in cartoons or two minutes, she's just like right there. It's like everything just flows really, really well, and she's like it just it all just comes together really well. Like I think in cartoons about like the minute thirty mark. It just like it's just uh it's just it's really good she's just she's going she's so fast and she's so smooth and i mean steven you listen to a lot more rap than i do so like what did you think in that regard yeah honestly i was gonna say what the first pleasant surprise because i had only heard fucking duck duck goose thanks to you and at wow. no point was like oh i need to go check this album out i was really <laughs> happily surprised to learn that it's actually just a really good rap album with some like insane songs like yeah. just broken in which is also honestly kind of very rap to have those huge over the top, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was thinking actually, and it's kind of a weird turnabout way I know this. There's actually like, right, there's a long history of like particularly black women using vulgarity and brashness to assert themselves and, you know, force their presence into the world that was denying them. Yep. And it's crazy. We were watching this new video or movie on like series i guess on netflix called the history of swear words which is very very good and is hosted by nicholas cage which is so great during one of the episodes they talk about an old blues singer lucille bogan and lucille bogan was still is rather considered one of the three big big original names like first generation for female blues like right up with ma rainey and there was a bunch of her songs I had heard without knowing who it was, but Lucille Brogan has a song called Till the Cows Come Home. Keep in mind, this would have been recorded at the very most, say, the 19, mid-1930s. Yeah. So, verse 3 includes the lines, I got hairs on my cock that will sweep the floor. <laughs> and then the final verse is, If you suck my pussy, baby, I'll suck your dick. I'll do it to you, honey, till I make your shit. So, it was this... It was just this weird, insane coincidence that it was while we were in the, like, while I was in the middle of listening to this album. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, this has been a part of the, well, the origin of rap for, forever. One of the original yeah. blues artists was writing cupcake style songs. And I would heavily suggest everybody go listen to Till the Cows Come Home by Lucille Bogan or Shave Them Dry, which is an also <laughs> interestingly imaginative song. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy to me that back in the 30s, there actually was already a precedent for black women singing this style of music. It's just Lucille Bogan did it in the style of jazz instead of rap. That's cool. And yeah, as a rap album, it's really solid. Like, Cupcake is clearly very talented. She understands flow. She understands diction. Uh, there are times you can tell, like, sometimes, yeah, the rhymes get a bit clunky. Um, I think she rhymed ass with ass once, and I was like, eh. Yeah, I see where those always feel lazy, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things you, you see it a lot in rap, actually. It's 
stylistic choices are so varied and so unique that's yeah. how a lot of rap artists create their sound is by doing either staggered rhymes or like slant rhymes randomly throughout their tracks okay or it could even just be right Cupcake's still relatively new from what i could find she started putting songs on youtube in 02 03 mm-hmm so she's been around about 10, 15 years. It wasn't until 2016 when she released Cum Cake. Such a weird phrase. Um, and yeah, when she released the album Cum Cake, that she started taking off. <laughs> it's just, this is such a wild fucking album to talk about. Um, but yeah, I gotta say, I was impressed. As a rap album, start to finish, it's really solid work. Like, it's not gonna be, not gonna lie, it's not the best I've heard, but it's up there in top 10, probably. Like, I'll listen to particular songs from this album but i don't think i'll be doing another re-listen <laughs> uh, yeah that's fair i mean angie i think you were my biggest wild card when i suggested this i figured steven would like it at least because he liked rap music and i didn't know if, again if you'd ever talk to me again after i suggested this <laughs> <laughs> much sort of as i thought nahita might not so how was your week or two or the one listen you dragged yourself through kicking and screaming of this album. Yeah, well, like with all things, I, my first listen, I hated. But, but that's really standard. Like, I, it's funny, I was on one of my walks and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to this. And I was just kind of turning on to Slater when Duck Duck Goose started. And <laughs> I'm glad there wasn't a ton of people around because I know I was wearing it on my face. <laughs> I had a oh my oh oh what um, and I was concerned about doing the discussion because I'm like I'm gonna sound really white and really prudish and I, I mean I am really white but yeah it was interesting I listened to the whole thing kicking and screaming. When I went back, I could definitely pick out some things that I thought were fun or interesting lyrics or whatever. Rap is never in my wheelhouse. I wouldn't know a good rap album from a bad rap album. Um, but yeah, there were <laughs> cool things. Cinnamon Toast Crunch because it's hilarious and I really love cereal a lot. So it really sung to my soul. I feel you. I also love cereal. It's, love cereal. it's my favorite dinner. <laughs> when I was hard on the wagon for keto for two years, the thing I missed the most was just eating cereal. I got to be honest. Cereal is It's my favorite snack. It was about that time where I was listening and doing weird faces, and then the next song came on, and it it just stressed me out, and I actually was like, and I'm gonna go back to the podcasts. And <laughs> um, I didn't, I never, let me tell you, I never listened to it start to finish in one sitting. It's a lot to take in, considering it's rap music, and I'm lucky if I hear lyrics of music so there's a lot to uh take in and um uh, it was interesting it was a an experience to say the least <laughs> it's uh i think i think i listened to the whole thing through maybe two or three times but only like this week i listened to it in sort of snippets over the last few weeks 
or however long we've had. I don't know. Time is meaningless to me now. But yeah, this week sort of while working, I sort of just put it on my headphones because I think it was one of the things I wanted to mention is this is the first album that we've done on the podcast that I have not been able to listen to in the car very much because my children were with me (laughs) as they often are in the car. And this is the one album that I've been like, you know what? (laughs) As much as as we're pretty open with like swear words and stuff with our kids, because we're trying to take an approach of like teaching them when it's appropriate to use swear words and at what age it becomes appropriate. You know, it's like, you know, you might use these words on the playground with your friends but it's not okay to use them around adults because you're not old enough yet, as opposed to like tisk tisk, those are bad words. It's like, no, I'd rather take an approach of they are much much like you watching the Netflix thing that I haven't watched yet with Nick Cage on swear words. It's like, no, they absolutely hold a place in our language and society. And I think as a parent, it's better like anything to teach your kids when their use is appropriate and as opposed to just making it taboo. That being said, <laughs> I... I didn't really want to have to start explaining come as a batter and, you know, hold my ass cheeks open. And like, I mean, I was like, there's, there's one. I can't think of anyone on the planet I'd want to explain that. <laughs> like, I think I'd rather watch a porn with my dad than listen to this album with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Definitely goes there. Definitely pushes all the when you think you've kind of heard it all, you're like, Jesus, no, wow. <laughs> it's like I've watched a lot of porn over the years, but she's still hitting me with stuff like, I, I don't even understand where this came from. I don't think I am shocked by anything, especially of this nature, and my mouth was open. For <laughs> I thought, oh, great, my mom's going to listen to this episode and try and dig into <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> I, that thought hadn't even occurred to me. Oh. Yeah, if yeah, our parents listen to it. <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, all of us grown with children of our own or lives of our own are all like, I don't want my mom to hear Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just... Man, we'd have to have the conversation because I couldn't just be like, I'm not telling you any of that. Because that would just be a <laughs> shitty thing to do. But that's not a conversation I want to have. No thanks. <laughs> I know when my mom was the Alt-J episode, mom's like, I looked up Alternative John. I didn't do very well. <laughs> and I'm like, well, just let's not do this one at all. Let's skip it. <laughs> I'll put it in the description on Spotify. No, our moms can feel free no to skip. Moms no moms allowed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely. And I, I, like you mentioned earlier, I love that the songs that really push that kind of limitation pop up kind of sporadically throughout the album. Like, mm-hmm. you'll get a couple tracks. It's almost like <laughs> Cupcake is aware that her probably still quite large white listeners especially now with spotify and covid um and let's be fair white people were once who fucking started turning this shit into memes because mm. we knew all the worst things <laughs> and um like, what? it's almost like cupcake at this point like by this album understood that you had to ease white sensibility into the <laughs> just to them outrageous outrageously aggressive nature of not just the lyrics but the style of music 
and it wasn't really something I thought about until we started like recording this, honestly, is that to me, rap has always been around because my brother's always been a huge fan. Um, that's okay. how I got into rap. My bro- older brother, AJ, he was a, he was a preteen in the nineties. He was all about that shit. So he's devoutly listened to almost nothing but like rap, hip hop and R&B for 15 years now. Uh, but it never really occurred to me that the people around me probably did not grow up listening to rap in any form, let alone rap that would kind of push push what you expect people to try in music, essentially, right. at least lyrically. Can I ask how common like these types of lyrics are in rap music? I sound like I've never heard it in my life. What is, what is a rap? Um, <laughs> Kids, they listen to the rap. Yeah, I just... Like, I feel like there's rap music and then there's this. Yeah, absolutely, right? This is, you're like Duck Duck Goose and Spoiled Milk Titties. Absolutely. Even for the you kind of average rap listener, go far, far and beyond what you would normally hear. It's subject matter you're used to hearing in rap, but not told with such kind of vivid and lucid lyrics. A lot of times it would be, you know, it would just be common slang or, you know, yeah, the the day-to-day swear words you would expect somebody to actually use. But every now and then you always get artists in rap who do things like this, who try to push the boundaries of what they can get away with saying, kind of how it's received. Just working to re reassert their kind of presence in the cultural lexicon. Um, I also, like Brynn, thought, wow, not that I even actually heard Song or whatever it's called. Um, but I was like, wow, they did not invent that. Okay. They've now ripped this person off who probably wasn't doing it long before they had. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, this, this album came out in 2018, so two years before WAP did. I have heard WAP. I've heard it a couple of times. My, but I, I sort of, I like the TikTok cover that, that woman does where she does an impression of Celine Dion singing it. Fantastic. Which is hilarious. I think Celine, Celine has a very active social media, including TikTok, and she like retweeted it and stuff. And she was just like, I'm because this girl was like, Team Celine, and Celine Dion like retweeted it and stuff. And I'm sure she was over the moon. But yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I think I don't have a lot of rap experience either. But as somebody that likes Salt and Pepper, like, I think, you know, in terms of being like aggressively proud of your sexuality as a woman in rap music certainly doesn't seem like a new idea but being like crazy vulgar about it certainly isn't something cardi b invented yeah and right actually salt and pepper was one of the examples i was going to use as well um because this it's the same yeah the same concept and the same power and presence just the boundaries they were pushing were so far like more strict than what we're like what modern artists have to kind of rebel against like you could experiment with. Pepper a fresh prince oh. episode this is not again. not like yeah <laughs> my favorite uh little tidbit of information that i read about her is that she got her start in the church yes uh, i get that that it all over her music <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, and she actually like has referenced it. I, I think recently that she still does religious things because she got into a fight with other rappers or something. But I I thought that was pretty great. I was reading today that apparently yeah she released some kind of diss track. A yeah, diss track. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm like, so, 
song where she was angry at others. <laughs> yes, um, I I kind of thought about listening to it, but it never kind of came up in terms of like I had time to do it. But I think it was sort of talking about like because I was spending the last couple of days with Renee at her place. I was able to sort of talk to her about. You know, it's where I kind of, you know, ran ran by, do you think this is Angry Lizzo for the first time? She's like, yes, 100%. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to see them tour together. And then, like, 10 minutes later or whatever, I read that Cupcake had released a diss track with Lizzo included. And I was like, but you're, you're like, your sisters. You're, you're, you're united in body positivity. Just one of you is real mad about it. Um, it also says in that, in one of those articles, that it's like common to post diss tracks and it's part of rap and it's not supposed to be taken badly or something. Someone explain this to me. Well, I think, well, I, I know in this case I read as part of what I read about it, you know, she was like, oh, I'm releasing Like, I love y'all basically. And like she, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like serious. I think, yeah. Almost like that, those freestyle battles that, that happened where like the whole point is to just insult the other person, but it's, that's the whole point. Right, it's like a roast. You're kind of asking yeah. for it. But she, but the people involved in that were Lizzo, Megan The Stallion, and Cardi B, which I have just realized are the two people from the WAP song. <laughs> the WAP yep. song? Yeah, sorry guys. Hey, there. It's it's fine to be white. You just have to own it. I I I am. I for sure am. <laughs> I, I i don't know i just i'm shook that i'm you know 36 years old and this 23 year old is teaching me all this crazy sexual stuff that's through rhyme young. That's what I was also bring up. She's young. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i mean you know what i think it's cool i think it's great i'm always the first person to say like talk about things and bring things to the surface and normalizing things I think it's great but like holy shit um <laughs> do we have to bring everything we up we have to bring everything up yeah <laughs> maybe some maybe I'm wrong maybe some things should not be spoken about I don't know I remember an all day where I was like oh I looked at that thing on Urban Dictionary and I got a little stressed about it I was like I'm not going anywhere near any <laughs> of these lyrics i'm not googling anything i'm just i can hear it and i'm moving (laughs) i i must say i am sad that i wasn't there on your walk to see your face (laughs) when i thought i came but i peed on the dick started (laughs) oh no 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 (laughs) yeah i also i think i just feel like I get generalized stress in rap music because it's so fast and I think I get out of breath with the artist which is <laughs> but I think I try and like either stop breathing or try and breathe like what they're doing and I always get I get like anxious about it and I'm like oh well we're not, we're not doing that anymore. Do you do that in movies too where when someone has to hold their breath underwater you do it to see if you die or not? I don't think I do it I didn't think I did this. <laughs> like, why the fuck do I have to turn this off? Because I feel like I'm stressed out. I feel stressed out. I need a moment. I feel the, I feel the clenching. Sure. 
Steven, did you did you send this album to your brother at all? Did did you ask him if he ever listened to Cupcake as someone that exclusively listens to rap music? Did you try and shake his world up a bit? Or? Oh, um, I asked him when you showed me the song, and he absolutely oh, okay. heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was important to revisit, but he one hundred percent was like, "Oh yeah, I knew who Cupcake mm-hmm. is," and yeah, he like Duck Duck Goose. Of course, he knew right away. Yeah, he he was all for it. Right. he's also he's he likes the like shock factor right. of it because he, he's the kind of person that is going to absolutely delight in seeing the face of every single person he has suggested that song to now because i have no doubt he started that day. <laughs> <laughs> like he he just likes getting that reaction and he likes discovering things that are crazy and usually disgusting or over the top or just shit nobody else in the right mind would ever stumble across and he likes just showing it to people <laughs> so i wasn't all that surprised cupcake was his thing um, and yeah the album honestly is a lot start to finish i don't think i listened to it at all start to finish um i listened to it a total of five six times but i think it was always in two three song little mm-hmm. like bites and part of that was right a lot of my listening now i do either kind of in the car or at work um and this album immediately ruled out one of those choices so i a lot of times i was only listening to say 15 20 minutes at a time so i would just kind of i'd make sure to finish the song i was on and then i'd listen to the rest of the album if i could the next time and i just kind of kept doing it in those chunks but i enjoyed the album like pound for pound it just it's honestly it's i don't know if i could sit down and listen to it start to finish because it's it's a lot 46 minutes (laughs) but it is a big 46 minutes yeah (laughs) yeah it feels like some of the like you know hour 10 and the songs are so different that like you're not like when are you in the mood to go kind of through that roller coaster like you're either you're either in a that's true two minutes kind of mood or you're in a duck duck goose kind of mood when are you kind of interested in listening to both of those back to back uh like i can see i can i get why it was hard to do start to finish because it's kind of um it's very yeah i hadn't really thought of it that way but totally true it's yeah kind of like thematically and even just speed it's kind of all over the place. I noticed that really strongly at the end of Single White Taken, the beat that they have is very sort of hard and like grindy. And then it goes to fullest, which is like almost mariachi music. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I'm all like, we talk a lot about how an album ends and the song that some artists choose to end on. And it's like, I'm here for an upbeat end. But that is a like, that is a big, a big jump where it's just like, you know, but then again, it goes into like that mariachi music, and then she's right back into hard rapping, like bop, 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 and all that. I, don't know. I can't rap. Like Wisdom Teeth kind of has the same with those ominous beats, and then it goes to Crayons, which is like, oh, kind of lighter, fun message, and then Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is, I mean, obviously the greatest song. Because- and then <laughs> changed my attitude about whether or not songs could be sexy. And I don't want to get into it. Oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> want to get into it because I, apparently I realized that the reason I didn't find Lizzo's sexy songs so sexy is because she was being all like smooth about it. And I'm just, <laughs> apparently I'm just nasty. 
and I don't want to go any further with it, but I was like, I think I think I gotta own that by the end. Of, I wasn't like aroused or anything, but I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anymore. I love it. But I feel like yeah, the whole album is just sex and angry. But um, yeah, by the end of uh, by the end of oh, no, not cinnamon toast. Sorry, spoiled milk titties. By the end of spoiled milk titties, I was like, yeah, I'm here for all that. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, no, I didn't not, think Cinema's Toast Crunch Cinema was that bad. It's honestly just fucking grating yeah. as hell. I uh, know, oh. spoiled milk chili. Spoiled milk chili. <laughs> I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal. It just, I don't know, man, that chorus, it's the only, it might be because it's the only part of this album that truly yeah. got stuck in my head. And it was just the phrase Cinnamon Toast Crunch over and over. And it's just like, I felt like I could feel my sanity slowly leaking away every time it happens. I remember I really wanted to try Cinnamon Toast Crunch as a kid. I really, really wanted the cereal. And my parents, they wouldn't buy any cereal with sugar on it or anything like that. And I was like, I really want to try it because I don't know, Angie, you probably remember you and I had more or less like the same television access. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercials aired constantly when, when I was a kid, especially on Saturday mornings. I don't know if it came out around that time and they were really trying to like advertise the hell out of it. But they made it look so good and yummy, and they had those three chefs and everything. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I really want Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And they're like, now. And I just wouldn't drop it. They're like, fine. If you can spell Cinnamon Toast Crunch to put it on the list, then we will buy it. Thinking like, oh, they, they gotten it. But I just went and got, like, my mom had spice a spice rack with all the names on the spices. <laughs> so I just went and got cinnamon out of them. And they were just, and I think because uh, I, 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 I called them on their bullshit, they still didn't buy it. <laughs> oh no! That is not where I was expecting that story to end. But Weasley, you deserved it. You no, no, I, I definitely still didn't get it. I was just like, I, it was right there. I figured, no, no, we never. Still had no cinnamon toast crunch. We never had any sugar cereals either. I don't even know what it fucking tastes like. But I, like I've, I don't know if I've ever actually bought brand name cinnamon toast crunch. You can buy like cinnamon toast crunch in like the bag off brand at superstore um which i have bought several times and i can't imagine it's all that different but there's the two flavors they seem to always have here at edmonton in the superstore in the bag cereal is cinnamon toast crunch and golden grams and i bought them a bunch but i don't know if i've ever actually bought like the post cinnamon toast crunch or whatever brand makes it i know i, I honestly doubt there's any real there difference like it's that's all it is. It's cinnamon sugar on cereal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you buy the cereal without singing this song? I don't know. I probably not, not anymore. anymore. I think that those, You'll those never days are over. To see that cereal again, the same. Yeah. Biden and Camelot policy number one: you cannot buy cinnamon toast crunch without playing and singing. I just need toast. to make a version for cereal that I eat, so I can really get into it. <laughs> oh, I, I'd be down for a Lucky Charms or even a Fruit Loop, Loop Frost Flakes. Fruit Loop. Would be I'm fun. also an old. This place might be my favorite cereal, but what? I also eat a lot of Victor. What was the one before? Uh, Fruit Loops or Fruit Loops? Just because I think Fruit Loops would be a song like Crayons, <laughs> and I think it would just be a fun <laughs> song. <laughs> I think I think when I'm in the dessert aisle, though, I have to sing Self Interview. <laughs> I love that. I um, I also started a song where there's the quiet voices in the back going like, fucked up, fucked up. I was like, I want that in my life. 
I want a little <laughs> track. I'm like, what is going up? You know, I you know, it was in two minutes where there was the quiet chorus of real shit. And I, I kind of giggled every time they came on. She's like, stay real shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just want that on my day to day, please. Just like, just some big angry black woman in the back when you say something, just like, real shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she meant that shit that she just said. Yeah. I want a little button for it. Yeah. All of our lives would be better. I got, it was when I got to the end of self-interview that I realized that she was angry Lizzo. I was like, this is why a man great till they gotta be great. And I was like, this is just that, but so much angrier. <laughs> oh, fuck, I want cereal. God damn it. I know, I'm all out of cereal. I have to go to the grocery store tomorrow. I have a big bag. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my Vector and my Fruit Loops this week, and I've just not felt like leaving the house, so I need to go to the grocery store. Really, so mine are gluten free, guys. I sh I'm probably yeah. lactose. Checks. Gluten free, gluten free, checks. Anyway, <laughs> well, I had the blueberry gluten free checks in there. They're not too bad. Is there is there a cereal by the company Post called Pick? Because you could listen to that. Post Pick <laughs> cereal. <laughs> this album is out of control. Out of control. And yeah, it's just it's so much. It's just so much, and I'm glad it is. Remember when you thought the word goober yeah, was but... gross? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. Good lord. <laughs> I think I think it kind of goes without saying too. I'm I'm glad the album exists because I think it's not just important, like kind of socially in the you know the world we live in now to have artists that will push these boundaries and just instead of playing it safe, just be like, no, fuck you. Here's how it is. Um, I also think it's really important just for any art of any medium. Um, art doesn't evolve or grow or continue if there aren't people innovating it. And it's just, this wasn't an innovation I ever would have expected in music, but it's a very good Yeah, one. <laughs> I'm super impressed she had the balls to say it and go there and, and push the envelope. It's crazy. It's, I mean, good on her. Rock out. Yeah, and when you look at the track listing, like, the songs are written by her alone. At least that's, that's how they're credited. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I just want to, like, I'm too old to hang with her, but I want to hang and just be like, so tell me. What happened to you that made you write these songs? Like, is this you and your friends just trying to like, like you're just drinking to be like, you know, it'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> or like, did you accidentally come on or pee on someone's dick? Like, wasn't it really an accident? Cause I mean, like maybe he was not it. I read that he wants to remain like she's an independent artist she's not signed to any label is that right mm -hmm. so that's my that, understanding to other people thing the wap song what am i how am i what is it called wap well it's, it's wap i think or wap i think they say it both ways in the song but i mean it's wet ass pussy so i i guess fucking wap 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 oh my god <laughs> It, I'm so I'm assuming the reason that we haven't kind of heard that taken more mainstream is because she's not properly represented by a label. Is that probably? She also seems to kind of like go in and out of 
um, activity. Because there was a thing, I think, on her Wikipedia where it talked about she was upset about seeing kids singing along to some of her more vulgar songs at concerts. Um, and, like, decided to retire because she was like, I can't be responsible for this. Like, so... I know she fight. I was reading that she battled with depression a lot. So that can also count for kind of going in. Oh, 100%. I don't know, I just, maybe she's just, you know, one of those people just wants to have control. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know how much being signed to a major label gets you anymore. It seems like more and more, especially like older baby boomer, huge artists are now just selling off all of their, their royalties anyway. Well, how does wet ass pussy become mainstream? Like, isn't that a intent? Yeah, well, it, it is, but not to this, not to the same degree that cupcakes not, and stuff no. is. Um, and that is not just about having a major label. That's because of like m between Megan Thee Stallion and yeah, Cardi B. My brain just <laughs> went blank. That's there's a lot of power and not only like financial weight there, but they're both really talented and they have a lot of sway in the industry and they're both very successful. That's two people with a lot of power exerting it together to get something made and like dis distributed i get confusing for me because i've never heard of any of them so i like, oh this person yeah really doing the same thing and isn't anyways i'm just being stupid no for sure a valid point i think personally i think a lot of it comes down to cupcake's always been a like quote unquote social media creator like a her her whole career and presence has always kind of been the biggest on you know youtube twitter i'm sure instagram TikTok. that has a lot of potential and a huge range if you can monetize it correctly it becomes an extremely lucrative career right but it also allowed her to have complete freedom and like duck duck goose i honestly don't i couldn't think of a label off the top of my head that would sign that song simply because you can't play that anywhere except you know adult only clubs and yeah. <laughs> like nightclubs could do it but even a lot of nightclubs wouldn't because it still pushes the sense of quote-unquote decency right i think cupcake songs would be so hard to actually market enough to make it into mainstream mm -hmm. well cardi b was also famous before wap came out right like she had a, a she had yeah. other quite successful songs so it, it's almost sort of like you know this this woman who was already famous and rapping and stuff but not not to this extent it, it would be almost like if queen all of a sudden released duck duck goose you'd be like what in the fuck just happened like but i think freddie mercury probably would love cupcake if i'm honest but, um i think it's just i think uh i think cardi b was famous already that's the thing right yeah and megan the Stall like megan the Sal stallion actually was already starting to grow really rapidly like Megan started in 2016. It was either, I think it was YouTube, just because it was 2016. And she was already generating huge, like, she was pulling out insane numbers on YouTube. And then, you know, obviously she went to like SoundCloud and was making huge tracks on SoundCloud. It was just a matter of getting her to the point a company would sign her for enough money. But even before kind of walk dropped, Meg was already like making a big name for herself in the industry yeah like it was they were both essentially powerhouses behind the scenes 
And I think, honestly, that's the only reason Wop had any chance of getting done. Yeah. I don't know, I guess once you have a little bit of clout, you can sort of push the envelope a little bit. And then all you need is like one or two conservative institutions to take a, to take exception to it. And then you're away to the races. Yep. So, I don't know. Crazy. I don't know. I, I like... I don't really. I have never really had a lot of interest in finding out who Cardi B's music is. Um, I've listened to WAP just so I could stay trying sort of culturally aware. When people are talking about it, like, oh, it's so shocking. Like, you should listen to it. Like, I, I do what I normally do. I just went and read the lyrics. I was like, what? I can I can speed through these lyrics in about thirty seconds. I don't need to give her like five minutes of my day. But um, and it's not. I don't find it shocking. I find it shocking that it's so popular. How did that get accepted into like pop kids music? <laughs> I don't know. Now, the big part of it too is you're seeing we're kind of I was gonna say we're entering, but we're actually kind of a few years into almost like a major generational shift in thinking. And a lot of the diehard conservatives that have been, you know, super strict at the FCC and stuff have been passing on and retiring and the people replacing them are slowly becoming more and more like current like every generation essentially reduces that gap of kind of misunderstanding as much as they can mm -hmm. and i think we're starting to see the next big jump in the way people think and the way we view th like things like morality or decency what limitations do we put on certain things based just on the fact that they've always been not allowed mm -hmm. right so we're gonna i think we're gonna start seeing culturally a lot of a lot of taboos like that going away like you know used towards nudity, used towards like vulgarity, swearing in movies. I think not soon because nothing's ever quick. Mm -hmm. Say the next 10 years or so, I think we're going to see a lot of radical changes in what gets accepted and what is able to entice huge amounts of people and become genuinely like revered and popular. Yeah. And I'll be like those old people being like remember the days when there was artistry of like hinting at things and wondering what they were referring to and was like are they referencing a drug are they referencing this and here it's like uh here's my wet ass pussy and you're like oh i wonder no i know what you're talking macaroni in a pot that's some web <laughs> i think that sort of goes back to the conversation steven and i had a couple episodes ago where we were talking about how like parents now have kind of lost the ability really to censor stuff from their kids unless you're prepared to not allow them to have screens of any kind yes yeah 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 it's just it's not like when we were kids where it's like you know unless you when you were old enough where you snuck downstairs to watch blue nui um, like <laughs> um to, to see like the softcore porn that played late at night on like global tv or whatever it was or the french channel remember that? my shoe diaries Vaguely. david duchovny was the host it was, <laughs> was softcore garbage yeah. <laughs> but like that that's what i had access to until the internet came in like i had my dad my dad had like playboy calendars on his dresser forever but that was just like you know artistic news more or less and then yeah like blue nui we managed to stay up late. I enough. think we can go ahead and say and no parents allowed for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like it's just it's so available. Like unless you're prepared to remove your children's ability to have access to the internet entirely, 
Um, even just giving my kids access to Spotify on an Alexa in their room, like they could ask to play this song, and it would. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. Not, unless you're not prepared. like pro censorship or anything. That's not it. It's just like, oh, it just seemed like very different to have something so mm, out loud and a little bit extreme and yeah. like pop music, which is usually, I don't know, pretty tame. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the idea, like even a year, say a year or two ago, before I had even heard a cupcake, I never would have imagined that music existed. Yeah, I totally get that. It's it's crazy, and it's I think it's super cool. But it is like that first listen was, I was almost convinced it wasn't real simply because I couldn't conceive of the fact that that was just that music was out there and somebody had done it. Hmm. That's why I didn't listen to Cupcake again at all after Duck Duck Goose because I was just. was it was so shocking at first that i just had no interest in revisiting it to see what else was there so that's that's on me but yeah You're totally like- see i was the opposite i went like i was like duck duck is holy like i want to like what other songs does she have and i remember just like probably read spoiled milk titties lyrics or something like that and i sent it to renee i'm like have you heard this one but again i'm just a weirdo just side note that i wanted to mention just to try and be like a hipster and know lots of cool random music the beat for cartoons reminded me a lot of this song by an artist called i think it's danga 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 it's d-e-n-g-u-e three times called amazonia the the beat of those two songs sounds so similar and i was like i really like amazonia and i was it made me happy so if you got 30 seconds go look up danga 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 amazonia and then listen to the beginning of cartoons and you'd be like oh yeah i heard that amazonia song um in a nando's one time and i shazammed it <laughs> i was like what is this how do you discover your new music or i was at a nando i shazam stuff at nando's when i'm out to dinner i don't want to brag <laughs> You wouldn't believe the the uh, hidden gems you can find if you start shazamming in trendy restaurants. <laughs> Is Nando's a trendy restaurant? I don't know if it is anymore. It was kind of a big deal when it came here a few years ago. Yeah, I don't think it is anymore. I think it was. But it's very good. I think everyone is real excited about Nando's. I was. I really enjoy going there. And then you go there and realize that you have to order beer like you have to like buy your food pay for it like at a fast food restaurant you can't just run a tab so it's like you know you like if you go there and order beer with your meal you can't just be like bring me another one it's like you know well you have to go back to the counter and buy another beer and pay for it and it's like not like this is spicy chicken like what are you talking about i can't order another (laughs) beer so (laughs) that like i used to go to restaurants quite often when i was a scout leader we used to go out afterwards we go to like browns or something and have drinks and have dinner and stuff and we tried going to nando's a couple of times and it was just like no i don't want to fucking get up and go buy like no i just want to like bring me another one and I will deal with however much this costs me at the end. I don't want to like, it's like when I got to go and like, oh, thanks for another beer. And I got to tip you. And like, it's like a whole like No, fuck that. I think there's only one in all of That's Ottawa fair. and it's just a takeout counter. Like, I don't even. Really? No, we have, we have restaurants here. I think here. we do. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Anyway, I mean, I like the food. Like, the food's real good. But yeah, like, unless they've changed it, I haven't been there in quite a while because of that. But yeah, unless, unless they've changed it. You couldn't just be like, bring me another one. You want another beer? Like, no, you're not going back to the fucking counter. 
<laughs> yeah, right. It's it feels very almost like yeah, Boston pizza like, but it doesn't operate like it. Yeah, there's no like there there are waiters, but they're more just like here's the food. Yeah, it's it's not like. You know, yo, you want to take your like, you want to order. You have to like, you go, like, you go and sit down where they seat you, and then the the menus are either already there or they bring them to you, and then you have to like take your table number and go to the counter and order your food, and then a waiter will bring you that food, but they won't ask you if you want like you have to pay for it. Like you go order your food and you pay for it, and then a waiter brings it to your table. And then, yeah. yeah, if you want anything else, if you were like, hey, can I get another beer? They'd be like, oh, yeah, you just go back to the counter and, and order one and pay for it. And it's like, no, that's not the restaurant experience that you've set up here. Like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like, especially if you're serving spicy chicken, like, people could be sucking back beers that are insane, yeah, right? And you're making it impractical to get more drinks. It's a South African chain. Well, I knew someone that was married to a South African, and apparently he made it that difficult as well, so... <laughs> Oh boy. Um, let me tell you, I've been to South Africa a couple of times and never been to an Andos. Uh... <laughs> you can go to South Africa and some, some of that authentic cuisine. Can we go to Nando's? <laughs> I did go to Wimpy Burgers, which is like their burger chain, but it's like a big deal there. <laughs> well, gang, anybody got anything else they want to say about Cupcake? Do we have a songbird? I didn't have a songbird. Everything was pretty like nothing kicked me out of the album, and I, it sounds like you guys never even made it through the whole way through. So I think, def- I think everything kicked me out of the album, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I de- I listened to the whole thing, but not at the same time. So no, I don't think I I have a songbird. No, honestly, don't. I couldn't pick one. Maybe either. Duck Duck Goose. Uh, I was gonna say maybe Duck Duck Goose, just because it is such a standout song on the album. It's it's the one that you'd like. Yeah, I guess it, it's, it's like the magazine that you'd like sneak to your friend and be like, "Have you seen this?" Like, yeah, in the for the first listen, for sure, I'll say Duck Duck Goose. Obviously, yeah, it's like holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, after listening to it a couple of times, they all there's nothing like that's really too extreme in the context of the album that. I could call a songbird, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm not gonna put Duck Duck Goose on on the songbird track list. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I I think I'll probably end up putting it on my like playlist. I think it's just it's a standout song on the album. It's like once you hear Duck Duck Goose, nothing else that comes afterwards is going to be shocking. Yeah, true. So I don't know, maybe in that sense, but. I know, Angie, you're probably not going to listen to this any again, so it's definitely not going to be a Desert Island album for Angie. Steven, you going to listen to any of this album again, or is it going to become more like, have you heard this crazy shit? Uh, no, like, I'll listen to... I'll actually probably go listen to more of Cupcake's tracks. I just, I won't spend a lot of time listening to the Duck Duck Gooses and the Spoiled Milk Titties. <laughs> when I want just aggressive, hard truth rap, I'll for sure listen to some of Cupcake songs, but I'm never going to sit down and listen to I mean, I can see myself listening to Cinnamon Toast Crunch again. Nice. You're going to certainly sing it in your head every time you go to the store. Like, come on, baby, we're going to we're gonna go get some cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Santa Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Did he hear it? Did you play it so that he could hear it yeah. at all? My yeah. partner? Oh, yeah. yeah. He walked in with, like, I, I was blaring it in the kitchen while I was making dinner, and he's like, what the... <laughs> I just imagine him eating cereal and just like his chewing slowing down and like the milk dripping off the spoon. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Spoiled milk titties, I think, made me change my attitude about 
weather songs can be arousing, which I mentioned. Duck Duck Goose, I'm always, I think, unless something else comes along that's more extreme is always going to be a song that I go to to try and like one up everybody at like the have you heard this song party um, but I think ultimately my favorite song to listen to off the whole album is cartoons I just I love the way I love what she does lyrically on that much as I can't I haven't gotten every word just the way that it flows together is just spot on it, it works really well uh, I really like post pick nice I was just trying to think, and I don't know if I could really pick a favorite. I, I might like go back and listen to it again and find some things that I could re-listen to. But I know we're talking about things to one-up people. Have you guys listened to Deanne Ford? No. Speak oh, yeah. Speak My brother showed me. Deanne Ford, anyone? No, I haven't heard that. Oh. Like, you should. Send it to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'll make you a mix. Oh, mistake. boy. Doing it right now. <laughs> it's good it's oh, yeah, yeah it's, i got it's, really it's, into it's just, it and then i went there and didn't realize that it was fucking blasphemy to listen to it <laughs> it's like going to jamaica and listening to bob marley really yes loud. and having dreads yeah yes it's like just don't just don't oh god all right anything else or should we just talk about what we're listening to for our next episode Oh, I'm excited for this one. This isn't going to blow your mind like this one did. And it is a long time coming, though. Yes. Yeah, so the next one is the the British rock band, the Struts, and the album That's Struts. Everybody wants. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Finally, get to talk about it. We've all we were supposed oh, I'm to. So excited. For our listeners, this was supposed to be our last episode before our wrapped episode so we've actually been listening to this album for close to a month now <laughs> and we kept meaning to talk about it and then it kind of we kind of ran out of time to record the episode before the end of 2020 and because i went on such an impassioned rant about cupcake it got to get bumped until now but uh, we are, we should be, you know, locked and loaded to have a good conversation about it. I know, I know Steven's just, he keeps, he just keeps talking about how excited he is to talk about it. So. Yeah. I don't feel bad listening yeah, to it over and over again for a month. But. No. If, if we had to get stuck on an album for a month, I, it was a good one to get stuck <laughs> <Yay>. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. So that's coming up next week. The Struts. Angie, was that your pick? I don't even yeah, remember anymore. It was Angie's pick. All right. Awesome. So just a couple of closing notes, things we're doing on the podcast this year. We're going to do back and forth between a month of sort of random picks like we have been doing. And then every other month, we're going to do like a theme. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so coming up in February will be our first theme. And uh, I think we've already decided on what it is, haven't we? Uh, is it uh, is it her breakup albums? I think it's breakup albums, but I wanted to clarify... Is it albums that we've listened to during some of our breakups or stereotypically breakup our albums? Breakup albums. Oh. Our breakup albums. Oh, Which okay. don't make any sense, right? Because they don't they're not necessarily about breakups, but they're our breakup albums. Okay. Alright, well we'll maybe have to have like a, a no ex partners. <laughs> this is no parents episode. That'll be no ex partners episode. <laughs> I'll have to explain why. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll get there in February. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. But yeah, struts for next week. It's actually going to happen. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for humoring me on this cupcake thing. I, I'm. I'm I feel like a better person now that I know about it. 
<laughs> in every party trip yeah. ever. Uh, it's, it's very Simpsons. It's like, well, I was only at the brothels to get directions on how to get away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to this for a very specific thing. I was researching. Yes, now that I've heard it, I know how to get away from it. It was fun, and thanks. Thanks for letting me come hard and out of completely left left field for, for listening to here. I think it was a really good album. To <laughs> for letting me come hard. Holy Jesus. <laughs> Spot on. And on that note, <laughs> we will be signing oh off. <laughs> thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>